0: it's happening again welcome to work cookie Com.
1: Welcome. I'm Dr. Jeremy Lookaball, Industrial Organizational Psychology Consultant and Workplace Communication and Negotiation Coach.
2: Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Destiny Preet. If you weren't here yesterday, I am one of the partners, I guess, advisors for Seabok with Jeremy. Jeremy's kind of the brainchild behind CBOC. I would say I'm more of the creative brainchild behind CBOC. <laughs> He's the doer. I'm the like the good idea. Or Whatever that is. Um, But welcome. Uh, We got some um, amazing feedback from yesterday. So I hope that you all got something out of it if you were here. If you didn't get anything out of it, I hope that you will get something out of it today. There is a lot today, a lot of potential today for you to kind of break out of maybe that comfort zone a little bit. If you were here yesterday, Lee probably told all of you, I know he told all of you, that I like to get people out of their comfort zones. And that's the truth because that's where growth happens, right? So if you're in your comfort zone, you're going to kind of just be stagnant at times, feel lost at times. And sometimes you find out who you really are, what you really like, what you really don't like, uh, and who you connect with and who your people are when you're outside of that comfort zone. Think about the things that, you know, in the past that you've done where you're like, you know what? You know where big decisions were made or where big change happened in your life or transformation or transition, it's likely that it was correlated or connected back to some level of discomfort. So that's what we're here to do. We don't want you to be uncomfortable, but we just want you to feel like, you know what, we want to create a safe space for that discomfort, if that makes sense. So think of this as a barrier-free networking environment today. So day two is all about networking. So yesterday was connect. Today is network and tomorrow is grow. And that's really what we intended to do for these, these three-day sessions is to really just connect you, build your community and build that belongingness. Because once again, that is CBOX mission. CBOX mission is to build community and belongingness in this field with you know each other, with other fields, with organizations, with universities, and the list goes on and on. And it's really up to us as Professionals in this field to start really just branding and marketing our field because as many of you are experiencing and know, our field is really misbranded. <laughs> you know, when people hear psychology, they're always like, "Are you psychoanalyzing me?" And so, you know, some of you might be. Um, I know that sometimes I do. You know, not clinically, of course. But the the truth is, is psychology comes with a stigma, and a lot of people make assumptions about our field. And yesterday, I mentioned that that's. For some people, overwhelming, but I feel like it's a very opportunistic thing. You know, you get to insert your definition of IO psychology or related field into somebody's understanding of the field. That's a big deal. And then you get to kind of follow up with questions to them, like, what irks you at the workforce or what's challenging you? Or if it's a leader, you can ask them, you know, what are your employees saying? And if they're like, "Uh," then you're like, well, that's great because I can help you with that. And then you get to insert yourself. You know, I always say, um, if you want to think of our field as kind of like a, as a psychology type of like, through a psychology lens, you can say that what we do is we diagnose organizational problems and we triage organizational problems and we come up with recommendations on how to fix those triage organizational problems. Although some people aren't always experiencing problems, but oftentimes you will find yourself diagnosing problems, because <laughs> that's what you're going to focus on. So I think it's important to kind of, if you think of it that way, it sometimes makes it a little bit even easier in your approach. And I want to encourage you all today to think of this, you know, so many people are always chasing that star, that like pot, you know, like that star in the sky, like that IO psychology job title. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that for a lot of reasons. A lot, the, one, the first reason is a lot of organizations don't really understand what it is that we do, so they'll get us there and they'll be like, "We have an IO psychologist here," and everyone's like, uh, "What? Do you, like?" Because I've been in that situation, right? And and I think many of you have. Some of these organizations have a very structured idea of what IO psychologists do, um, or IO psychology professionals. So most times, most IO people find themselves in any kind of job. Right? Operations, human resources, you can even be in customer service. You could be in like, I mean, the list goes sales. All of those jobs have what I call IOE things that you are doing. IoE things. Uh, Whether it's interacting with people, whether it's talking up and down a chain of command, whether it's you know coming up with you know identifying problems and saying, you know what, I have a solution. Or how many of you might have started some sort of like affinity group in your organization, right? Maybe like, for example, whenever I was at the state department, I was like one of many veterans, but they didn't have any kind of veteran group there. And I was like, well, why don't we have just like a veteran group where we share resources? So I created an Infinity group. I've also, I'm very, I'm Native American. And so I've done that for a Native American culture type of awareness type of stuff too. So like, maybe you've done that as well. So I just want you to think of those things as far as how you can approach your IO career path. Uh, Because the truth is, if you've seen PSYOP, Society of Biopsychology, they've identified four career paths. And those four career paths, for me, they overlap. I've done everything. I've done industry. I've done government. I've done consulting. And I've done academic. Okay. And so there's not necessarily a one path fits all. And a lot of times, whenever you get into a job, when you get into those uh, regular jobs, you'll find those challenges, you'll make solutions, and then suddenly the job gets crafted around you as an IO professional. That's typically how most IO professionals end up with those very specific, what I call sexy job titles that you're seeing out there. So keep that in mind as we're moving forward today, as you're thinking about, you know, how you want to network with others, you know, where where can you maybe like provide that value? Because later today, we're going to talk about yourself as a resource. And I think it's so important when we talk about that because people tend to take it to the extreme. They're like, I don't know about, you know, that one topic and that one thing and that no, it's about where do people come to you for advice about? What do friends come to you about? What did your family ask you about? Like we're gonna get down to the core of like what your value is and what your, you know, specialty is because the truth is is you all have something to provide. A lot of people are like, well, I don't have anything. I don't know anything. Every single one of you absolutely should, and you are a mentor to others. So you have something that you can mentor, whether it's, I went through this process, I didn't like it, and I'm going to tell others behind me so they don't go through it. Or whether it's, I know this one thing, I'm really good at it, and people come to me, so I'm going to help others with that thing. So think about it in that way, rather than The title mentor feeling so burdensome and large that you can't live up to that title. Okay. The idea is that you are absolutely capable and able to mentor, to coach, to guide, and to network with others and to create a resource for yourself and for others. So food for thought as we're moving forward today. Today will be, like I said, for some of you, maybe a little uncomfortable, what I did, I tried to add a little fun to these things. I don't know if, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of fun, right? <laughs> like My definition of fun might not be yours. I get that. But I wanted to kind of make it a comfortable setting for all of you um, as much as possible. So there's a couple of things that we will do particularly during the networking sessions. But I created, it's kind of corny, a bingo card. Okay. And so, how I mean, how many of you like bingo? I mean, I like bingo. You know, I like bingo as a kid. I like bingo as an adult. My kids love some bingo. So I did a bingo card. And my my challenge to you all today is to black out this bingo card. Okay. And how are you going to do that? I'm going to put this in the chat. So what is this? Like, okay, Destiny. Um. Okay. Well, you, what I want you to do is as you're going through today, I want you to look at this. And I want you to think about... The kinds of contributions you can either give in these areas or that you can ask about in these areas, right? So, and I'm talking about when you're in the networking breakout sessions, when I'm talking about when you're maybe just in the chat, I want you to think of these like you can label and you can create the basically the definition of how you want to approach these things. So, things like thought leadership, workplace culture. AI and IO or IO and AI, right? Uh, niche to interest areas. What's your favorite IO book? Do you want to know about IO books? What's your res- Do you have an IO resource? Do you want to ask about IO resources? So, you know, the goal here could be that maybe you just do a regular bingo line up, down, across, right? Or diagonal. Or maybe you want to block this out. Maybe you can create, you know, cross out one of them that you really don't care about. Maybe you don't care about resume and job search. I don't know. Maybe you can cross that one out and create your own bingo topic. And this can kind of guide you through today. And then additionally, while you're in breakout sessions later, I will be broadcasting potential questions that you can ask or that you can answer if you're uncomfortable. So don't feel overwhelmed today. Open your mind and and realize that like this environment, this virtual environment really can create a virtual or a barrier-free networking environment for the most case, right? There's always barriers, right? We, whether it's, you know, our dog is barking in the background and we got to turn off the camera or we're not comfortable. Like there's so many like silly barriers and there's so many real barriers, but the truth is, is that this is a setting that you can feel safe in. So we want you to feel safe. If you feel uncomfortable, feel free to reach out to me or Jeremy or anyone else that's speaking Please let us know and you do not have to do anything you don't want to do. So please don't do that. Okay. Other than that, I hope that you all have fun. I hope that you learn something and please share because the idea of you sharing and commenting and engaging on our posts and on all these things is that other people are curious. They are curious, aren't they, Jeremy? We've had like over 2000 people curious about what we're doing because they've you know signed up or they've, you know registered and they just haven't shown up. So they're curious and they want to be here, but maybe they don't feel comfortable. So whenever there are other people out there that are engaging and talking about these things, it makes pe- people you know, more comfortable and it makes us as a community more approachable. So food for thought as you're moving forward today. And Jeremy, did I miss anything?
1: You didn't miss anything.
2: Okay. <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah. you want to add?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah there's I think 10 things that were so important that you mentioned very specifically, I should have been taking notes, but I was just like captivated. So it's really good. So for today, and I, I think it's really now, now that you lay it out like that, I think it's great that we're starting out with the speed networking thing at, and 15 minutes. And once we start that session, I want to I wanna go over a couple of uh, brief points. So in 15 minutes, I want to uh, talk about a couple of these things. There's this book called Relationship yeah, Relationship Economics by David Noor. I get these, uh, you can get them at like executivebooksummary.com or whatever, but there are five pages. I I try to read one every morning, different book every morning, and it takes about 20 minutes to read. And I highlight and I do all these things. And for these sessions, I'm, okay, what's relevant? So I pull up, Luckily for today's, I had already gone through it and I have some notes, but I'll share some very specific things in terms of how do you get the most out of networking in terms of the value that you add and focus and that kind of thing. Just some, some tips and pointers, but I'll leave that for then. I think the theme for today is really like within the chat and how can you take the theme of networking and really just hone in on it so use the chat use the uh the live you know the live discussion when you're speaking up to speak about what's important to you what you've seen that's important to other people also if you can again it's not it's not required at all but cameras on is is always very good we get it some of you are at work you can't have a camera on you're doing other things But that is always good. I was actually thinking last night. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what if we had these things and it was just me and Destiny with all cameras off?" So that's like an extreme, and that would be pretty difficult. (laughs) So luckily, we have people with cameras on, but it's not. Um, And back to so back to it. So Destiny, switching topics here. Destiny was saying about and one of our themes for today is is, uh, the competitive advantage. Hire an IO psychology professional. So start to think throughout those sessions because that one starts at two o'clock. We'll have people here that are interested in, okay, what can you do for my company? And who knows, you may decide to share something or you may decide to speak up and that you may get contacted by, by somebody because, hey, they think this person is someone I want to talk to. It's it's Again, it's about relationship economics, which just happens to be the title of this, which I guess it's fresh in my mind, which is why I said relationship economics. But back to what Destiny was saying about not necessarily needing to get directly into your IO your dream IO role. Yesterday we talked about Trip Braden, who thinks that IOs a lot of uh people in the IO field should start off in in operations to get a feel of the comp of companies and what companies are looking for and how it actually is when you're a boot on the ground. And Destiny, you also said something it was said perfectly, but all I have is an image. So I'll go with the image in my head of what you said, which is You start a job and basically the job becomes this blanket that's wrapped around you kind of rather than the other way around, because you start to make it into that type of IO job. And you never know. I talked to a lot of people and they say, well, it's not exactly what I want to do. So I didn't take the job when one of my first jobs in in the IO space wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. But once I got there, I was able to, to shave it change this here be a change agent do all kinds of things and by the time i was done in just that in three and a half years at that job before i went on to do my own consulting and coaching i had made it into every single thing i had ever wanted to do a lot sometimes you don't have that especially within the bigger organizations you don't have that type of flexibility but you do have some flexibility no matter what so it's about that experience and these things don't have to happen, of course, right away. So this particular book is called Relationship Economics. You can go to, I think it's, I haven't got, I got these from somewhere else, but www.summary.com. You can get book summaries. There's also something called Four Minute Books, something like that. That's free. The executive summary books are, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Amanda in the chat asked the question. So that's why I'm switching topics. The summary.com, you pay for them. I ended up getting these on Fiverr. I got a, like 201 of them for for like 15 bucks and then I realized that they were no longer available so I'm wondering if maybe they shouldn't have been <laughs> handing them out. But anyway, I have them. So, back to not having to know everything and Yesterday, we talked about imposter syndrome a lot, but you don't have to know everything. You don't have to say, you don't have to be when you get into a job, you don't have to be too scared or think that a job is going to be too big for you. Because a big part of that, we talk about this a lot, Lee talks about this a lot, is really just asking asking questions. I do executive coaching. And the biggest industry I do executive coaching in is biopharma and biotech. I don't know anything about biopharma and pharmaceuticals and biotech and machines that can help people do surgeries. I don't know anything about that, but I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot in the process because I, I ask good questions and I know certain things that I don't know, but I'm able to coach and I'm able to strategize with executives in some really difficult situations because of the competencies that I do have and that I do lean on. And then I continue to hone them Throughout my experiences with these different individuals, I learn about them. I learn about what the wants and needs are of particular industries. I learn about diff- uh, specific challenges they face. Then I can say, well, if they're facing this challenge in this particular industry, I'm going to guess that other industries are facing a similar challenges. Because just like as humans, we all have we could all lay out probably a hundred challenges that we have as humans and i'm just going to guess that most of us would have crossover in those challenges it's the same with companies you know a manufacturing firm probably has a lot of the same challenges with retention and leadership and xyz as a biopharma company or with change management of course there are going to be certain things that are different because you're like some companies are dealing with like, you know, venture capitalists and all these kinds of things. So it's not going to be the exact same because you might have that with a biopharma company. And then with the, with the, maybe a manufacturing company, maybe it's a fan, like a large family owned business. So you definitely have different dynamics, but you take what your competencies are and you move along with, with not overconfidence, but with a level of Competence, confidence within yourself about the competencies you have, knowing that you're going to continue to grow. So on that note, I know there are people in here on our signups and you all signed up. So you know that we, you click little survey things, right? Are you an I, are you a practicing IO? How many years? Are you a student? Are you a, um, a, a recruit, a recruiter looking for IO talent? Are you a company? What can I, I do for me? And then, of course, we have a number of faculty directors and faculty and directors for IO and applied IO psychology program. So these are all important, I guess, client areas for us. And we're going to we always try to do our best to to speak to the IOs, but also the other people that are interested in IO. And I think we've been doing we've been doing a great job of that. So what i'll end with and turn it back over to destiny is whatever your particular perspective is if you're someone think that came here for one of our sessions saying what can i do for my company feel free to let us know say hey you need to speak more to to, to me and others like me in the chat because as ios we have in, in the this, this space that we're in we tend to get more along the lines of specific Needs and desires and development opportunities for IOs in particular. But the way we've crafted the event and the reason we have these different sessions, like supporting grad students, hiring an IO psychology professional, et cetera, et cetera, we want to make sure we're speaking to you particularly. And we've got to do that radio DJ thing that we talked about yesterday. We've got to be able to talk to the recruiters, the hiring people, the university directors, the IOs, the students. We've got to speak to you, all of you individually. But all at the same time. So we're doing our best for that. But please, if we're not giving you what you need or you want to know more about the field of IO psychology as it relates to your challenges, your passions, your perspective, and your self interest, by all means, please do let us know. Dr. Jeremy. Yes. This might be a
0: good uh, point. I don't know if everyone who is attending is a member of CBOC, but it might be an opportunity to talk a little bit about if you become a member and having access to all the experts that you're seeing this three days.
1: Okay. So there's two different memberships for people in the IO field. We have our Pathfinder membership, which are for individuals who are grad students or new to the field, getting their feet wet, looking for their career or new in an IO career. And that provides a lot of different opportunities. The main one is an option for monthly mentoring calls with a variety of our Pathfinder experts, of which here I I can only see like seven people, but I like you are one, Dr. Juliet Nelson's one, I'm one, Destiny Pre, Lee Krausen. I can't see anyone else on my screen. But we've got a huge bank of experts that can help you work at, that are experts in either HR, entrepreneurship, client building, Io thought leadership, branding and media, and those kinds of things. So we We've, we've tried to think of everything that an IO might need. And then we have, and there's opportunities there too. You know, all, you, all members get to, you know, your own blog channel. If you want, you can write blogs. We do all the marketing for you to put that out so you can be seen. Uh, so you can build your brand in that way. If you contribute to a work cookie podcast ever again, every Thursday, every Thursday at 12 PM, we do an open mic podcast recording. And if you speak up during that, we tag you as a contributor. You can also, there's a a part in your LinkedIn, and this is actually for everyone. You don't have to be a member. You can put that in your uh, LinkedIn profile. There's a featured in section and you just put the URL so you can start to build that kind of portfolio where recruiters can say, hey, this person's a regular contributor. You can probably, if you contribute enough, you can feel free to put that on your resume speaking of resume all of our memberships we even have suggested texts when you sign up suggested text of what you might put regarding your CBOC membership but there's a host of other benefits like for the pathfinder there's a once a month peer group meeting where you get together with all your pathfinder peers and talk there's bi-weekly momentum sessions i'm drawing a blank there's a host of benefits and then for our experts expert members it's more of that uh, you're established in I.O., there's projects to work on, you can host free or paid webinars, you can create co- free or paid courses, you can do blogs, you can host your own podcast. On that podcast, Dr. Nelson has one coming up, I think in November, that's gonna be started weekly, and it's about unconventional workspaces. Because we talk a lot about an I.O., and we mostly think of you know your typical like white-collar jobs, your office settings, and that's kind of where our mind goes. Well, hers is more of like unconventional workspaces, What, but they're actually the conventional workspaces, if you really think about it. So, the, J- Julia, what's the title? Conventional, unconventional workspaces?
3: Thank you for putting me on the spot, Jeremy, when I can't catch up with it. It's something like that. It's either unconventional, <laughs> conventional workspaces or conventional. Un, I think it's unconventional, conventional workspaces. So basically looking at workspaces, as you said, that we may not always cover in research, but those are really our conventional workspaces. People who work on farms, people who work at the cashier, if you're in the military, you know, going out in the battlefield, basic training, that is a workspace. If you volunteer at your church, at a food pantry, that is also a workspace. So even though again they're not conventionally studied, but you know, those are technically our conventional workspaces. So see y'all in November. Yeah. And if (laughs) anybody is open to being a guest, feel free to add me on LinkedIn, send me a message. I would love to have you. I'm a bit introverted, so that would help with my peopling. Um, And Jeremy, while my mic is off, we have a question in the chat because I'm here for the people and their comments and questions. They want to know about the waitlist and how long that takes to come off the waitlist. If you could give some insight on that.
1: Gotcha. I'll hit that at the end so I don't lose my train of thought. Continue. Thank you. And I, I will hit that. So continuing with the experts too, there's all, all kinds of collaborative things. Uh, we have, I don't know how many of our experts it is. I think we have like 15 of our experts collaborating. We're, we're publishing a book through Dr. Juliet. She not only has an eyewear company, by the way, but she also has a publishing company called Genuri. So she'll be, pub- we'll be publishing the book through Juliet's company. So we'll everyone you know the author of a book, and we also have you know we have different kind of like breakout teams. We have one particular team that's working on establishing that's just called a consultancy aspect. So they're working on everything that it would take to go from A to Z in terms of establishing consultancy. So there's a lot of different benefits for the expert members as well, and also in, in terms of job sharing and, or I should say, like contract sharing and and those kinds of things, and then going on to the other memberships so for universities we work with universities to help them a lot of universities now and some of you heard me say this yesterday oh we're going I'll, I'll, i'm going to speed up because we're jumping into the 10:30 here so we need to do the speed networking but universities partnering with them a lot of universities are moving towards a practitioner focused model rather than straight academic models so that so that students can be more prepared when they graduate in terms of actually practicing and working in the workforce so we have a full-blown program there where we can, A, help with the curriculum, review it, put our stamp of approval on it. And also, we basically we have a Pathfinder on Steroids University program, where we do the heavy lifting for them and engage their students XYZ. Then of course, CBAC for Businesses, where we do project work, consulting work for organizations, mid and senior level coaching, and also executive coaching. And then for recruiters, It is officially launched, but we haven't officially marketed launched it where recruiters can have, it's a very, very dynamic and engaging process, which we're very excited about for all of our IOs in our, in our community where they can post their job, but not just post it, but we have five, I think different methods in which our IO community can engage with the hiring manager directly. So that's exciting as well. As far as the waitlist, we talked about a little bit about this yesterday. The waitlist, it's never been longer than a month. Sometimes it's a couple of days. The average, I would say, is a week or two. The reason, one of the reasons for the waitlist is it's really important for the onboarding aspect of it. Uh, Anytime a new member joins Destiny and I, or sorry, Destiny or I, we'll have a conversation with those new members. We go do a video review of making sure everyone is comfortable getting through their portal especially with the Pathfinders getting their, everyone gets a a initial roadmap call, getting that scheduled and also scheduling monthly calls if they get that particular plan. That's in terms of the the timeline for the waitlist. The other thing with the waitlist too, I'll mention, some people do because everything's in the automated system usually. And when we pull people off, some people just check your spam too. If you've joined the waitlist and you don't see that you've been pulled off, definitely check your spam folder. Sometimes things do go to spam. We actually remind people three times within a week that they've been put off the waitlist. But again, sometimes it goes to spam. Another thing you can do if you join the waitlist, make sure you go to the CBOX side on the homepage and click subscribe to our newsletter. That will make sure that you're actually subscribed on the back end and you're more likely that it won't go to spam. And the reason it does that is because Google and these web engines, they have like very strict policies on spam. So unless someone has actually physically subscribed, even though you might have filled out a form that you might not get it, not in your spam. And if you think it's taken too long, just send us an email directly at hello at and say, hey, been on the wait list. What's going on here? And we'll look on the back end, we'll track it, and we'll get right back to you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at Seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? At Seabock.com.